0: Greetings, and welcome to the Business of Agriculture podcast with me, your host, Damian Mason. We get together here every week, discuss issues impacting the food industry, the business of agriculture. I got a great guest for you today. He's been on before. He's a friend of the show. His name is John Newton. He is the chief economist for the American Farm Bureau Federation. Uh, we like him. He likes being on the show. He's got a lot of good stuff to say. There's only one problem with the dude, frankly, and that's that he went to Ohio State. If it wasn't for the Ohio State thing, I think that he and I would be better friends. But aside from that, (laughs) He's always got some good information. John Newton, welcome to the show thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Well, it's a big week. Uh, the U S department of agriculture just released their I mean, they've been talking about August 12th. Now, since the end of June, they dropped that stupid crop report at the end of June, which like sent the markets into a tizzy. And then people started saying, what's going on? So they said, yeah, we're going to resurvey. We're going to go to the big States that are producing most of the agricultural stuff. We're going to look into it and decide if maybe we did anything wrong. Well, they did do something wrong. And now I'm looking at this report just came out today, August 12th at noon. I'm looking over it over my lunch all right my first response was what the hell what the hell this doesn't seem doesn't even seem right to me but you tell me you're the one that looks at numbers more than me the crop report what's the story
1: well i think everyone was expecting you know acreage and yields on the corn side to come down in this crop report we all know uh, the historic delays and plantings that we had this year we all know We really had two corn crops, one that was planted in May and one that was planted in June. Uh, And the stuff that was planted in June is running into some some tough weather challenges. So the the market was, I think, looking for some bullish information from USDA. And and I think what we got instead was a shot to the gut. Uh, We saw only a 2 million acre decline, 2% decline in acres from the June survey. So we're still at 90 million acres of corn planted. And then we saw a yield of
0: of 169. 169 and a half. So here's the interesting part. My alma mater did a webinar about uh, a month ago to sort of counter what the USDA had put out. And these professors, of course, they said, well, we might be biased because we're here in in central Indiana. we think about 164 bushels. Now, you and I both know that predicting bushels in June and July is still a foolish game because of what can happen with the weather. But now here we are August 12th, and this is supposed to be based on the beginning of August numbers. 169.5 bushels per harvested acre, uh, that's down from last year. But how do you only take seven bushels off when instead of going, you're a month late, a month late on the planting date, and then if we start running into an early fall... Uh, frost, uh, some dryness, whatever. It seems like a pretty high number to me, am I right?
1: It, it, is, a, it is a pretty high number. And, and that's, I think, again, that's when you take into consideration the yield number and you take into consideration the acreage number and you compare that to pre-report estimates, uh, we added nearly a billion bushels of corn to the balance sheet. Uh, and that's why the markets tanked today, down, down limit on corn. Uh, that took a lot of money off the table for a lot of folks.
0: A lot of money on the table. I was looking at it at lunchtime. I saw we were down 25 cents, like you said, limit on corn. We were down half that, 12 cents on beans. I haven't looked at it for an hour and a half, two hours, because I had to get in here and get ready to record with you. Um, yeah, we put, went from 13.1 billion bushels was what the expectation was now to almost 14 billion bushels. Again, that's down from last year, but not down enough from my vantage point. Am I wrong? Is it just because I got that problem? I'm out here looking at Indiana where I live and and somewhere, but I've also been to North Dakota, South Dakota, Nebraska, Kansas and Missouri and Illinois all in the last two weeks. And granted, I'm just driving. I'm not stopping and going out and and picking corn and and looking at the stuff and, and calculating it, but just my windshield time tells me the crops might be okay because we had some favorable weather then when we finally did get them planted but there's a lot of empty acres. I saw a lot of empty acres.
1: Well, and and so not only did we get the crop report today from USDA, we also got FSA acreage information on on crops that were planted uh, and crops that were prevented from being planted. And what we see in the FSA acreage confirms exactly what you're saying. When you drive around the country, there's a lot of acres unplanted, uh, 19.3 million acres total of crops unplanted across the country. Uh, That's an all time high. Uh, record high on corn with 11.2 million acres unplanted, 4.4 million acres of soybeans unplanted and 2.2 million acres of wheat unplanted.
0: So Okay, now wait a minute. You just told me 11 million unplanted corn acres, but it's not reflective in this corn uh, forecast cuz that means that that they're saying we got 90 million acres planted, we well, were not going to be at 101 million. So what where's the what's the rub here? What's going on?
1: So that's 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 the hot take is is you know, if you take 90 and you say that's really what growers were going to do, you add 11.2 on it, we're at 101 million acres of corn.
0: Which we've you never add, done, which we've never, ever, ever in the history of the United States, we haven't had 101 million acres of corn ever, have we?
1: Well, I think the other thing that we ever haven't ever had in the history of the United States is two programs. Uh, one that uh, incentivized planting through the MFP program and another one that incentivized uh, prevent plant uh, through an dis- enhancement and des- disaster package. So uh, when growers were making these decisions, you had, you had some economic incentives to really put a crop in the ground, especially based on where corn prices were, you know, in early June, uh, you know, 450, 470, 480, the market said, if you can get it in, get it in. Uh, and I think that's, you know, if these numbers really are
0: right, then that's, that's exactly what folks do. Okay, so do you think 90 million is a real number?
1: you know, it's, I don't know at this point, you know, there's, you know, I've got a hot take, another one. I I got,
0: I want all your hot takes. Hey, hey, by the way, dear listener, this is John Newton, chief of Commerce for the American Farm Bureau Federation. You know, not only do we like him to be on the show, we like it when he gives us hot takes instead of just being politically correct. Give me the hot take. You want to tell me somebody screwed up? You want to tell me that somebody should be fired? Come on, come on, give it to me. Listen, I'm,
1: I'm not i I'm not a gray hair in this industry. I haven't been doing it for a long time, but, you know is it is it the case that usda is missing the boat or is it the case that you know our pre-report estimates that we have got out there maybe aren't as rigorous as they used to be mm-hmm. uh and and maybe we need to rethink that a little bit
0: and you know somewhere we're missing the boat yeah i think we're somewhere we're missing the boat so here's the thing like i said the first part of it is if we truly do have 90 million acres planted and then there's eleven that went unplanted. That should be real. The crop insurance companies—that's all a program. If there's eleven million unplanted acres, that's a real number. And it's August 12th. We should know that, correct?
1: Yeah, that is a real number. It, you know, we're, we're getting acres—you know, certified acres through FSA. They're getting crop insurance claims that are that are coming in. Uh, RMA—you know—about a month ago projected about 15 uh, to 18 million acres of pre-mint plant oh. this year. Uh, we're going to continue to see that number updated from FSA uh, throughout the growing season, they'll have a, you know, a September crop or plantings report. Uh, you know, these are real numbers. These FSA acres are certified acres. And so when you look at, you know, certified acres planted of corn, uh, we're at 86 million acres. So, you know, is that 90 million acres, right? Uh, it's, it's pretty close to what was certified. Uh, soybeans at 74 million acres, again, close to what was certified. So, uh, you know, I think, I think you know, the only other, I guess, optimism, optimism I have left is that that late planted corn yields aren't as good and that yield number is going to have to come down to take some bushels off the balance sheet. But USDA also lowered the price today to 360 a bushel. Uh, so the calculus in the corn market uh, has shifted big time uh, over the last month and a half. Uh,
0: so while we're still on corn, can producers make money at 360 corn? Not really. Uh, of course, then there's the whole issue of the package on, uh, prevent plant. If it took that, and then there's the MFP. I mean, there's just so many different things at, uh, at play here. I actually said when we were a month ago, John, and we saw that $4 and 40 cent corn, I said, I know you're not gonna have as much of it, but for God's sake, sell, 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 because at <laughs> four forty, then plus your prevent planting, plus your crop insurance, plus MFP, you're going to end up being able to fix yourself, uh, some, some profit.
1: You know, I think you, you got to look across the whole operation. So, so guys are going to have some some crop they got in the ground. They're going to have an MFP payment. They may have some prevent plant acres. Uh, they may have been able to get a cover crop on some of those pre prevent plant
0: acres. So, I think when you look at all the different, you know, sources of income, because cover crop pays, they're going to give you fifteen dollars if you went out and put a cover crop on. How late does that? Can you could you go out there now? Can I go out and put uh, some some?
1: Had to be by August first to get a cover crop payment. But you can still put a cover crop on And some of those cover crops can be harvested, and they have a value. Uh, and there's no penalty on your prevent plan if you do plant a cover crop. Uh, so, and, and corn this year is a cover crop, so you've got some silage out there. So, it, you know, I think, I, I still think there's an opportunity. Some folks might be able to be in the black, especially if they had a proactive uh, risk management plan in place, uh, but, you know, a month and a half ago, we were thinking, uh corn was 450 or higher some were even thinking five dollar corn and, and we're writing balance sheet projections that took us below a billion bushels and, and our world has completely changed over the last month and a half
0: so what is there uh, in way of uh, condi- uh, in way of carryover I didn't get to that part of the report over two
1: billion bushels okay. in carryover and in carry okay. now projected so yeah.
0: uh okay so uh here's another question when they say 90 million acres planted and then it says area harvested for grain is forecasted at 82 million is that bringing into account that we're going to have some that gets chopped off for uh animal feed as silage and then also are they saying there's just going to be some of these acres that don't get to maturity for for grain why yeah, do we, so, why, so. why do we lose why do we lose almost 10 percent uh to to that well
1: so that's the 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 wasd on corn acres planted is, is just total corn acres planted so that 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 90 to 82 acre difference some of that's going to be for silage
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh so you know that's why you don't harvest all 90 million acres so that's typical uh, in corn you can't have higher abandonment rates mm-hmm. uh, you know so i think we were talking earlier if you if you see an early frost uh that, that damages some crops that could impact the harvested area uh, as well, and we saw it last year with some late season rains that prevented guys from being able to get out in the fields and uh, get their crop off. Or the crop they did get off had, you know, some damage issues or high moisture levels. Uh, so, so that's that's not atypical to have that type of abandonment or or unharvested uh, acres
0: all right so you and i both think that 169.5 is a high number uh so assuming the acres are correct i still think they're really out there on the bushels and you're saying no that's still down seven bushels from last year i thought that we should have been down a minimum of 10 percent uh you know which would mean 17 but you know which would put you down there another under 160 frankly uh, i was with
1: guys last night from indiana that were talking about 20 percent reductions in their in their crop yields this year um so uh, again it, there's a disconnect somewhere. I agree with you.
0: Now, does it bother you that you've been around Indiana people last night and again today with me or with another Indiana person? I mean, we're going to start rubbing off on you. I mean, I need to take a bath. (laughs) 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 All right. So I I agree. I'm going by what I see and, and I saw some pretty stuff. I mean, South Dakota, I saw a lot of uh, yellow stunted drowned stuff. I just saw a lot of really bad product out there. Um, Soybeans. What the heck happened that now soybeans that I figured we were going to be just the opposite because I figured okay you can plant soybeans in June 3rd or June 5th and you could still end up okay especially if you get the heat and the water and we had all that so I figured it was just absolute inverse. I thought this crop report was going to come out and say there's so there's so stinking many soybeans out here we're going to have them coming out our ears That's not what they said at all give me the explanation
1: well they they lowered production uh, slightly uh, in this report and I think a lot of that, it uh, wasn't, it wasn't on the yield front. They left the yields unchanged. Is that, uh, it
0: was Is that your computer that keeps making those lovely noises?
1: Uh, yeah. It's it's like a notification off Excel. I don't know. I
0: mean, it's, it's, it's let me see case. if I
1: just close my outlook. See if That's that what
0: i do. I'd close your outlook because it seems like your computer keeps making all these dancing noises. It's everybody on Twitter. That's mad. Uh, well, that could be. Okay. <laughs> Teasing. So give it to me. Uh, sometimes they're not mad at me. Uh, sometimes they are. Okay. Soybeans. uh the trade was saying 80 million acres, and this forecast says 76. Uh, that's substantial. I mean, it's 5% down, and, and that's already down because previous to the trade saying 80. I remember I remember hearing numbers like 82 or 83 or something like that. Am I right? What's going on? Yeah.
1: I'm, I think that what we're seeing here is, is maybe some of the, the ground that, you know, because soybeans can be planted a little later, maybe that went into uh, – Maybe, maybe they put corn in, uh, maybe they had prevent plant on corn instead of soybeans. So we saw a, an acreage reduction, the yields they left unchanged. And, and I think uh, the real issue on soybean yields is, is, gonna, is gonna arise pretty quickly. Uh, 48 and a half bushels might be a little bit too high on soybeans. Uh, the other thing, you know, that, that we're not, no one's really talking about, they've got exports at 1.775 billion bushels uh, in, in New crop soybeans, and and that's going to be a hard number to reach uh, if we don't get any type of resolution with China. Uh, so while we're looking at a carry out of about 755 million bushels of soybeans uh, next year, that that could indeed be, uh, you know, optimistic if if you think about China, uh, but it could be too high if you think about what our yield losses
0: could be. So I think the the story on soybeans is still unfolding. Okay, so uh, it is still unfolding, and you know. I don't know. You said that corn could be used as a cover crop, assuming that then some people had it. And you said, then we're going to be allowed to harvest it. So if you live, live down the road from a feed yard, you're in really, you still can at least make some money off of this. Are soybeans being used as a cover crop? They
1: can be used as, as a cover crop.
0: Yes. Okay. Well, I can tell you that in my travels, I've seen some soybeans that, you know, again, you're talking early August that are about where they should be by mid, late June in my, mm-hmm. in my uh, history. So, do they end up, do we end up really revisiting this and saying, geez, we were so far off because they're saying down 19% on our uh, harvest on soybeans. What if it ends up being like down 25, 30%? Do we almost get to where we don't have a carryout?
1: You know, the, the market will correct itself on price. So if we get a carryout that, that falls that low because we see, uh, you know, a, a yield decline uh, as well as the, the harvest acreage decline, uh, we're going to see higher prices and, and the market will find, uh, you know, an equilibrium point. I don't think we'll get to a, a scenario where we don't have a carryout, but look, we're ending last year. We're going to end this crop year with over a billion bushels. That's a record. Uh, a few years ago, we were talking about carryouts of two or 300 million bushels. So, uh, this can come down quite a bit and we just be back to business as a usual environment. So, uh, that's why I think the story is still unfolding on soybeans, uh, you know I'm not bullish on beans right now but you certainly could be if the administration starts talking but at this point I'm not betting on anything with China until you know after the election
0: yeah and and you know what China uh I know that people get very political about this, and I already see people getting angry about this, but the reality is China's going to do what serves china best i mean they've they it was only six or seven years ago their Chinese nationals were crawling around at a research farm owned by Monsanto in Iowa trying to steal our technology, so they're never they're never going to do you know sometimes they make big announcements, drive down prices, then they're the biggest buyer of our stuff so The soybean issue you think has a lot to do with China and it does, but they're buying stuff off the world market and then our stuff is still going to that same world market. So if Brazil is feeding China, where's Brazil's other customer? That's where our stuff's going, right?
1: Well, it's hard because China was buying 60% of the global soybean trade. Uh, There's not another China out there. So, right.
0: You're not going to replace. You can put Malaysia and Vietnam and uh, three other countries together and you still don't even come up with one province of China. It's kind of what you're saying.
1: Right. They bought one third of every soybean acre uh, in the United States prior to the trade war. Uh,
0: that's hard to replace. Sure it is. The only problem is they're still buying it from somewhere. So those beans have to go somewhere. So where, who is, who is Brazil feeding that now we can feed?
1: Well, I think we, we've seen some of our exports increase in, on beans to the Europeans uh, last old crop we, we exported a lot to Argentina because they had a short crop so you, you do get some reshuffling of the deck chairs uh, but you know not enough to offset
0: what China was, which is a billion bushel customer Sure of course they're not going without they're still eating now they're not eating as much because of their whole problem with their hogs uh, I think that actually they've been able to play tough on things like American soybeans because they just don't need corn or soybeans because they don't have any pigs to feed them to. Where's this all end up?
1: You know, they, they've got most likely they're thinking, all right, we're either going to have two, you know, another year and a half to deal with this administration or another five and a half years and and we can wait it out. Uh, you know, they can uh, shift some of their supplies down to South America. Uh, They can make investments in South America to, to get some of the the crops they need. Uh, you know, they can shift their their protein consumption, maybe move to a, a more chicken poultry based diet, so I think there's things that they can do to try to wait this out.
0: Uh-huh. One thing that we didn't get to on the crowd report. Yeah, they, they probably do. And I I pointed out, remember, this is the same country that in the 1950s and 60s wasn't against starving their own people in the great leap forward. So things are a little different in China than people realize. You know, I know that folks in ag get really, really mad and they think, oh, my gosh, we sure messed this up. And we did. Uh, we did create a trade war. Uh, but we were getting kind of our we we're kind of getting our uh, our butts handed to us in some of the regard anyway so you're not dealing with a China is very different from these other countries because the, the totalitarian regime What uh, what does all this mean all these reports that we got? All these reports we got what does it mean?
1: You know on the on the trade front or, or on the crop? crop
0: production uh, let's go crop. with crop production first since that's what this was uh that's what this was about with the report coming out what's it mean like if i'm a farmer or if i'm an ag business person do i even because i don't think that these numbers are even going to hold to be honest but you tell me
1: well and and that's the, that's the beauty of it usda is going to update their WASD. you know in september 12th uh we're going to update these crop yields usda is is never one to overestimated yield decline. They're usually a little bit conservative on that. Uh, The next time we get uh, an estimate on yield, we'll have the full August weather picture. A little bit more information out there. So we're going to continue to update our expectations. It's just hard when so many eggs are in one basket or the consensus from the market is here, and then you get something that's, you know, while it's supported by data, appears to come out of left field uh, and really shock the markets. And, and we've had that now twice. Uh, corn's gone limit down after a, a USDA report. Uh, and people have short memories, and so they're gonna remember this. It's gonna make a lot of folks uh, really scratch their head and, and wonder, quite frankly, you know, what, what happened? Where did we miss the boat? Um, but but we're gonna have to figure this out. Uh, markets will continue to operate. You know, we've still got a crop to grow. We've got a crop to market. Uh, unfortunately, looks like we're gonna be marketing at lower prices for the time being.
0: Yeah. And of course it, it's easy to say, we well, should have sold them at $4 and 40 cents. The thing is some folks didn't know what they're going to have to sell. Uh, if I'm an ag business person, I'm going to look at this and say, yeah, this is really painful right now because these prices just killed us. But I'm also going to shake it off a little bit and say, my prediction is we don't hit those numbers. Neither. We don't hit either the 48 and a half, nor do we hit the one sixty-nine and a half and a half on corn and soybeans. Cause I think the conditions are, are not that good yeah you agree with me
1: yeah and i think you know you can look at look at this from another perspective this decline in, in markets today uh if you really firmly believe that if these yields are going to come down then then get out there and, and own some of that uh so that so that you know if the prices do recover you've got a little bit of extra change in your pocket uh, so that's a strategy and then if you're on the livestock side if you're feeding you know, run a feedlot.
0: Buy, out buy, 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 right?
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, the market tends to overreact. And, and that's one thing, um, you know, you've got algorithms that are trading uh, today. You didn't have that 15 years ago and they're moving fast. And they're they're trading headline numbers super quick. Uh, and so that's that's something to also consider the, you know, the emotional trading that occurs uh,
0: do some of these algorithms markets are markets are uh oftentimes emotional and people you said you just said two funny things that are dead on accurate that people are emotional and then they have a short memory real quickly we didn't talk a lot about wheat we're up we're actually up on our production on wheat uh we have a place to go with that i, I think we do i think most folks
1: have been looking at the the black sea region the european region and anticipating a shorter crop uh there and that creates an opportunity for us you know on the export front Uh, for wheat. So, you know, I think people were pretty bullish on wheat, you know, a couple weeks ago. Uh, The challenge, you know, now is, you know, with corn prices, you know, falling lower, uh, you know, these these acres all compete with each other. And they're, you know, the prices in one space are going to have some correlated effect in the other. And my concern really is start thinking about 2020. If we don't have a trade deal with China done, where are those acres going to go? Are we going to put them in beans again? We're going to put them in corn if corn's 350, 330, Probably, you know that doesn't seem like an
0: economic uh-uh. decision. So maybe then there's wheat. It just CRP. There's there's still CRP. Are we, going, are we going to see people finally saying, "Hey, this is the fourth year in a row of this. I'm just going to go CRP." Is I going to? I don't know if the acres are even going to be allocated by USDA. The
1: the CRP it was expanded in the farm bill, but we're we're at that cap. There's not a lot of room to to go into, you know, a a land retirement program. So, you know, I think when you talk to our members across the country, one of the things they say, just let me know the rules of the game and I can go out and play it. And I think right now, just the game just keeps changing on us. uh, and That makes it pretty difficult.
0: Yeah, it really did. And then obviously the MFP, they announced it, then they said, but don't do this and don't do this and don't game the system and that get hard. Okay, John Newton's my guest. He's the chief economist for the American Farm Bureau Federation. He and I both have somewhere to be, so I'm gonna let him go to his next call. But before we let Mr. Newton go, Closing thoughts, last thoughts. You're a farm guy. You're an ag guy. Let's say you're out here. What should we do? What do I need to know? You know, i I thought I had
1: it. I thought I had this marketing year figured out, and it appears that you know the last month and a half have, have really changed things, and and so I'm a little bit more uncertain today uh, than I was a few weeks ago. I thought that that this year we could possibly see, you know, the markets rebound a little bit. Folks could make a little bit of money when you take into consideration. Uh, the trade aid payments uh, and, the, and the price increases that we've seen. But when China said they're not going to buy any product, the, the bottom came out of the hog market, beans fell, and, and this crop report is, is uh, even more bearish information.
0: Yeah, it is. Actually, I'm still I'm still an optimist. I believe that this is going to be our low and that we're going to rebound a bit because we're going to start seeing that the crop isn't there. So we're going to see a little bit better prices uh, on trade. You know, what we really need is we need the Mexico Canadian and the other deals to work out also. And that will help us a lot. So, John has been my guest. Anything you want to say last last thing before we let you go to your conference call? No, let's just do it again, brother. I really appreciate it. You know what? I appreciate being here. Thank you so much. You're awesome. Till next time, it's the business of agriculture podcast. I'm your host. Uh, stay tuned. I don't think these numbers are real, and I still am. <laughs> excuse me, I still am an optimist.
1: <laughs> Thanks, man. Have a See good one. You. Bye.